T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you can find this podcast most places you can find podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Omni, Odyssey app, 1080thefan.com. Uh, we're just not on Spotify. Sorry about that. That's just not going to change uh, for at least a long time. Um, we are going to do a tasting room, a slightly abbreviated a tasting room for not five or six. Sometimes we've done six, which is a little crazy. Uh, but four beers are in front of us here for the tasting room today. And uh, we have not done a tasting room in quite some time. And uh, I'm intrigued by this. As am I. We have four beers in front of us. We have four beers in front of us. One of them is a new brewery. Yep. One of them is uh, my best brewery of the year last year. Uh, uh, another one is a series that we absolutely loved, but and something a, different this time. And another one is a collab, which I'm hoping is better than I expected to be. They're great. Um, so that is the four beers. Uh, I guess, are we going to do this interactive? You could technically post the picture today. Yep. So this is an interactive tasting room. I can room. do it today. Yeah. I'll do we it right are, now if you want me to. If you want to. No, I'm too busy focused on this. Oh, okay. Um, you are particularly bad at multitasking when you're on your phone. I am, dude. I'm <laughs> super bad at it. And I keep arguing like I'm not bad at it. And then I'm just clearly really bad at it. <laughs> I know. There's times where I'm talking to you in the studio and you're on your phone and you look up and you're like, uh-huh. Yeah. Go back down and I'm like, what did I just talk about? And you're like... My partner will just stop talking, and yeah. then I'll look up at her and be like, I'm listening. And she goes, no, you're not. <laughs> and then I look back, and I'm like, are you done? Because I clearly didn't hear her say, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't know what it is. It's the phone, too. Everything else I'm pretty decent at multitasking with. The phone? Oh, I'm terrible. Well, you're usually texting somebody, so it's probably because in your head you're having the fake conversation. Right. So that turns off the real conversation part of your brain. No, I do text too much, too. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, also like, subscribe, rate, review wherever you find us, and uh, we post every Thursday at 4. Um, did I miss anything? Oh, socials. Instagram.com slash beers on us. That's where you can there find you us. Um, so, weekend beer. I told you guys last week, and I have stuck true to my word so far. I am, for my own personal uh, mental uh, ability to look at my body, I am drinking less beer for at least a little while. Uh, that means that during the week, I am trying to not have any beer outside of this podcast. What? The uh, work week, I should say. And then on the weekends, I'm trying to have less beer than I was having. I was at like four, four-ish, four, five beers a day on the weekend, and I'm trying to cut down to about like two. So... um 
I did have some beer this weekend, and uh, one of the beers that I had that I loved was a cold fire beer. Ooh. And it was the Mole Stout. A Mole Stout. Yes. And it was a stout made with vanilla and cinnamon and chili peppers and chocolate, and it was amazing. It was really, really, really good. And uh, I have not had a lot of flavored stouts recently that I've been blown away by. That one, I was like, boy, this is dynamite. Yeah, that sounds good in a stout. Uh, Full disclosure, I don't like mole. Oh, interesting. I don't like mole. Okay. I love Hispanic food. I do not care for mole. Uh, Weird, considering it's like chocolate and deliciousness. I don't think it works with uh, the other things I'm eating. I don't think I want chocolate and rice or chocolate and pork. Interesting. I love when uh, restaurants will bring like a little mole bean dip with the chips. See, now that I could get into. Mm. But I think the... you just don't like putting it with the guac and the sour cream. Yeah, or or the or the, the like melted cheese on the rice. With yeah, the... I, yeah, I just don't want that. Okay, maybe I just don't want mole at all, even on the side. I might taste it once and be like, yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> well, but you said you like the mole like bean dip though, right? Well, I think I'm pretending. Oh, so you really are just like. I want the chips, and this is a, a thing to dip the chip I'll in. I'll give it a shot, and then I'll be like, yeah, I don't need that. But in reality, I'll just eat the chips. Yeah, probably. Mm. Now I want chips and dip. Um, so, but that was that was the, the beer that I had this week that I truly loved. And uh, for the next little bit, I'm probably only going to have one or two beers to talk about because I'm really trying to be be strong and smart. But uh, go have that if you, uh, if you want to have a good beer. Um, oh, that's right. I posted Whoa. this on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Oh, this, yeah. this was uh, the other beer that I enjoyed this week, and I really did enjoy it, by the way, was a sour. I got uh, the the uh, Starfish Sour Ale made with pineapple and cranberry. It's from- uh, Chocolate Starfish and hot dog flavored water? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, cross-referencing. <laughs> That's from uh, Black Project Spontaneous Ales in Denver. Uh, the reason I bought that specifically is because, um, strangely enough, one of my mom's friends is a brewer- who was a brewer at that brewery in Denver. Oh, cool. He was a bartender at my mom and dad's uh, you know, go-to place in We've Jersey. We've talked about this guy before. Yes. You and I personally. Yes. Um, he was a bartender at a beer bar in North Jersey, and he moved to Colorado and tried to get into brewing there. I think he's out of brewing now. But uh, he went to Black Project Spontaneous Sales, and he would always want, when my mom and dad would come here, for them to bring him sour beer from uh, like Cascade or whatever, you know, he, right, was, he right. was a big sour fan. So I saw this on the shelf and I was like, I know that brewery. I've heard good things about them as a sour brewery. And I saw pineapple and cranberries. That's unique. And I've never seen that in a sour beer before. <laughs> I'm going to give this a try. Like I've told you guys, I am trying to widen my palate with these beers that I've previously struggled on. It was really good. The pineapple really came through, but it wasn't like I was drinking a, like a Mai Tai or anything. It was just I could taste the pineapple. The, the tartness of the cranberries kind of cut a little bit of that extra sweetness from the pineapple. And uh, it was really well done. It had good funk from the uh, you know open fermentation process. I really liked it. And we had one of our listeners, or at least followers, said, what's the difference between that and a cider? And I was like, well, it's kind of the funk that, that happens with the open fermentation process. Right? Was I right in that answer? Yeah, that's what I would say. Okay. That's good. So those are the two beers that I very much enjoyed this weekend. Um, I don't. I got nothing. You got nothing. I got nothing. No weekend beer. I drank a six pack of Fresh Jones Utah. That tasted really good. Okay. Um, I drank a lot of grains beer this week. 
See, this is what happens when you I've, work at a brewery. Yeah, and I think I've just been busy enough. That it's easy. Yeah. Oh, I did go to Slabtown on Saturday. Okay. And um, drank through all the new stuff that was on draft that I hadn't had before. There were a couple I really liked. Yeah. There were a couple I didn't really like. That that's uh, I went to <clears throat> Slab the two weekends ago and had a beer that I didn't really like. Um, it was one of their new IPAs that was yeah. out. I, I can't remember the name of it, but um, I I drank it and I was like, Wow, for the first time I'm having a breakside beer where I'm just not loving it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I've just been so busy at work that I also just haven't really gone anywhere. Um, I had a Von Ebert decocted Hellas earlier today. Okay. I think that's all I got for you, man. Okay. Are you also trying to drink less beer? No. Okay. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. In You're fact, like, I got nothing. I'm like, damn, are you having less beer than I am? Yeah. In fact, it's funny. Like, I'll run into some people every once in a while, and it's not even like I haven't seen you in a while. It's just, for whatever reason, maybe I shaved that day or something. People are like, man, you're looking good, dude. You losing weight? I'm like, nope. Same size I've been for the last, like, five years. <laughs> exactly the same. It might be because you shaved, yeah. Yeah. And they're just like, man, you looking good. I'm like, thanks, dude. That gives you confidence boost. Sure. Right. I mean, not really when I know they're full of it. <laughs> I, I'm, are they full of it? Or it always makes me wonder, like, geez, how fat were you, dude? <laughs> You've really come a long way, man. Since the, the, the pre-hole 30, you were like, <laughs> well, how bad had I gotten? <laughs> nope, nope. I'm still pretty much the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So there's our Week in Beer. Let us know what yours was. Instagram.com slash beers on us. DM us. Uh, that's where we will chat with you guys back and forth, or at least heart your post if we see it. Um so the first beer in front of us is from a new brewery. I actually Brand know new. about this because I've seen them promoted a lot on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is called Via. Via. And uh, this is like a Phoenix brewery, right? Like from the ashes of a couple other brewers or something like that? Yeah. It's, well, I don't even really understand it. It's Charlie Devereaux from Wayfinder, former Double Mountain. And uh, the guy, I believe his name's Matt from Kings and Daughters. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's a newer brewery. Okay. Uh, but they still work for those other breweries. Oh, okay. So I'm not really quite sure what's going on. I don't understand the thing. I've had the whole thing explained to me like three times, and I've read two articles, and I still don't know what's going on. So they're basically like doing it as a side project. Yeah. But they're opening a brewery, which sounds like a full-time project. Right. Okay. Think like the Gorillas. Right. And that guy was like, I'm going to do this side project, and it's like, this is the best thing you've ever done. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, you should probably continue doing this. Yeah. Um, well, I've seen them, uh, they've done a lot of, uh, like bottle shop tap room mm-hmm. takeover things the last at, couple of weeks. I will weeks. be at Lombard house on Saturday. And, uh, the can art is really cool. And I think the name is pretty slick. Like I, it's a simple name. Easy to remember. Well, it's palindrome too. Yes, it is. You look at it. Um, it's pretty cool. So this is the hoppy Pilsner. This is the hoppy Pilsner. It's called special pills. I was just reading some stuff on the side. Spalt Select Simcoe Mosaic. Uh, this beer was canned two days ago. Wow. It says uh, February 28th. Wow. Yeah. Very fresh. Very fresh. That's the freshest I mean, I picked, one we're going to have on I, here. I picked it up today, so it was like, oh. They got that out fast. That is real quick. Yeah. Um, I think the other ones are going to be, at least the two I had are like in the three week to a month range, because I got it from Market of Choice. And 
you said it's required. Some breweries aren't putting dates on their cans anymore. I thought it was. Well, I don't know if it's required. Oh, okay. I don't think you have to. Oh, because there's been some that I check. I'm like, ooh, what's this? Let me see the date. There's no date. I'm like, I think I you have to have a UPC. I don't trust you. <laughs> but I don't know if you have to put a date. This beer was $6? Yeah. Wow. Oh, market of choice. A little, little up, uh, little upcharge there. I actually, yeah. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I have no idea what I paid for either of these beers. <laughs> You're just like, Whatever. Absolutely no idea. Yeah. It was like, tap the phone. See you later. Well, I think I also bought uh, myself an Ex Novo stout that was like $13, and I was like, $6 is fine. <laughs> That's half the price. Here's a tip. <laughs> yeah. um, so my first sip, I went, okay, so full disclosure- Almost every time on this podcast we have tried a brand new brewery, the first beer is not very good. This is correct. Um, it's happened with like Hammer and Stitch. We tried that beer; it was not very good. The first one, um, the first Foreland IPA I had was not very good. There's a couple others that that we've had. I can't remember the names of uh, you know off the top of my head that were like brand spank. Brand spanking new breweries. Here's our first beer that we can, and it's like, okay, you got some work to do. Yeah. Um, I am not having that reaction with this beer. Um, I don't know if it's exactly the hoppy pilsner I was expecting, but I will say it has a good bitterness to it and a decent hop flavor that comes through. I personally don't taste any off flavors in this one, so I think it's like slightly off from hoppy pilsner in my head. But otherwise, I would say. I'm actually pretty impressed considering what we've had in the past. Um, I cracked this beer at the very beginning of the pod, and the second I cracked it, all I could smell was hops. Like, which, which is good, right? Almost in a fresh hop kind of way. It mm-hmm. was just exploding aroma. Now, it's only two days old, so that helps. So it could just be like all built up and ready for me to pop that baby. Um, but I love the aroma of this. It kind of It kind of drinks like... Kind of drinks like an Italian pilsner. Yeah, it's know? kind of it's it's also kind of like a sessionable IPA more than a hoppy pilsner in my opinion. Just the way it hits my palate, you know. But I like the hop character a lot. I do like the hop character a lot. It's it's pretty powerful. Yeah, like it's the hop, very bitter. The too. hop character is very powerful. A little old school bitter. Like yeah, punches you in the face. Yeah, I can see that, but I don't really have an issue with this beer. No, I think it's kind of cool. You know, do, I have, or do you kind of agree that it's not really like a hoppy pilsner, or is that just my misunderstanding of the style? Um, I mean, I still get a lot of lager characteristic in it, but the hop character is so pronounced. You're way better at like the lager ale discerning it than I am. So the the hop character up front is so big that I think it would be very easy for any palate to be hooked right into that and like almost not know where to go from there i kind of feel like that's what's happening to me yeah it's it's just like bam hop gotcha ipa but it's not and and what's funny is a lot of times in these like italian pilsners and hoppy pilsners you don't see simcoe mosaic Mm -hmm. like it's hopped like an ipa it is is it an ipl is it a cold ipa (laughs) is it italian is it hoppy i like that they just put Special Pilsners. This special is a special pills. pills. Yeah. This is special pills. We make it. Enjoy it. I mean, it, if this is part of, what do they have, like three or four in cans right now I saw in some pictures. If this is part of their OG lineup, like, that's pretty promising. That could be cool. I'm pretty happy about that. I could be into that. Yeah. I mean, and this is the thing. Even when we've had new breweries that are run by brewers from other breweries that we like, we've still had the same experience of, like, 
Yeah, there's a little uh, tweaking that needs to happen. It takes time. You should taste the first beer the boys were making at uh, Breakside, Slabtown. Yeah. It took us a couple batches mm-hmm. to figure stuff out. You never know. I remember talking with, with Mike up at, up at Grains, and he was like, this is the first beer we're going to make. We were like, okay, why are you going to make that? And he goes, because it's cheap, and if it sucks, we'll pour it down the drain. <laughs> I was like, it's not a bad way that's to look at it. That's very smart. It's not a bad way to look at it. Because that's what I was going to ask, and I, I, I've never really, like asked an actual brewer about this but if you make a bad batch of beer like what do you do do you feel forced to can it and just like hold your nose and sell it be like sorry right or do you dump it and waste all the money of the of the ingredients you put into it you yeah know? i mean like yeah your ingredients could cost you i mean that could cost you a thousand bucks plus labor yeah no if problem you just dump it yeah but if you get put it out and it's bad and people are like wow that's not a good beer how much does that cost yeah. you long term yeah right it's a game you got to play i'm sure every brewery does it slightly different um, or, uh, as our friends at Bear Lake do, they turn it into a different beer. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, I love you guys. Yeah, this didn't work, but thi- this but might this work. This will work. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll make work. this happen. Uh, so this is, uh, also, by the way, we have never done it this way. This is a split tasting room. Oh, yeah. I, I brought two beers and Patrick brought two beers. Uh, so this is one that I brought. It was one that I bought this weekend. I just didn't get to it. This is Cold Fire, uh, my baby. And, um, this is called Stars to Fill My Dreams. Which is a pale ale featuring cashmere and comet. I really, I really thought you were going to tell me that that line comes from like a famous book or something. My baby? <laughs> no, no the the name of the beer. Oh, stars to fill my dreams. Stars to fill my dreams. Stars to fill my dreams. I'm not sure that Thanks I'm. Thanks to you. I'm purely a fantasy sci-fi book guy, not a famous book guy, so uh, I would not be able to tell you that. <laughs> there's plenty of famous sci-fi fantasy. Books. Well, there are, but like. I see. I read the books subreddit, the r slash books. Oh, yeah, I I subscribe to that as well. Um, and they are like, oh, I read this, and everyone like has all their suggestions, and I I see those books, and I'm like, yep, I've heard a lot about Infinite Jest, but I'm not going to read it. <laughs> like you know, it's, oh, I I was reading uh, War and Peace, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, cool. Eight hundred you know, pages later, you know, I'm going to keep reading uh, this fantasy book that's three thousand pages long. <laughs> um. So Cold Fire, you know, we've talked about them on this podcast a decent amount. I've been really, really banging the drum for them because I think, you know, out of Eugene, they don't get a lot of love in the same way. They're out of Eugene, right? Yeah. Um, they don't get they don't get the same love as as a lot of other local breweries will get. And the Eugene beer scene is inconsistent, yes, to say the least. So uh these guys are killing it. And I love that they're packaging their beer up here. And I love that they put their indie batches in cans. And like I've talked about it, 90% of the beers I've had from them I thought have been spectacularly good. So uh, hopefully this will follow the same trend. Hopefully stars to fill my dreams. I'm going to imagine, even though it's a pale ale, this is going to be like a hoppy pale. Sure. But uh, what well, cashmere and comet hops? What are we expecting with these? Don't know the hops very well. Okay, so these are like pretty new hops. Well, no, they're they're not new hops. They're just hops I'm not exposed to very very much. And I think I've had a lot of beers with both of these hops that just kind of weren't really well made beers. Okay, so I don't I haven't been exposed to the hops in a positive way as I have say you know Amarillo, which we will have later on in this pod. Mm-hmm. Well, first sip, mm-hmm. um, not one of my favorite cold fire beers. The uh, the back end is really good on this. I love it. I just as I'm bringing the glass up to smell, Mike goes, "Not one of my favorite," and I was like, "Great." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might find it different though. I mean, we we sometimes have a very different palate when it comes to these kind of beers. Um, I think the back end of this is very good. 
uh, kind of hits me just where I want out of the pale ale. I get kind of a decent little, maybe it's a malt body at the back end. Um, I think I, I don't think it's the beer made badly. I just don't know if these hops are really my favorite, personally, based on this sip. Yeah, what's going on here? They don't have a lot of details on their cans. Let's say 5-3. This can's hard to read. Yeah. I can't tell if that's a 5 or a 6, but I'm going to go with a 5-3 because it's pale ale. You know, I don't really have a huge issue with this beer. Um, I get Sometimes I get a little, like, mint chocolate chip mm-hmm. in some hop combinations, and I don't really know what causes that. Um, but I've heard other people say they get that before, so I guess I'm not crazy. Um, but I like, I mean, I think this body is soft enough, and I think it finishes nice enough that for a low ABV pale ale, I would order this beer again. Okay. I would drink a full beer of this. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I don't really know what's going on, though. I know. That's kind of where I, that's kind of where my hiccup is coming from, yeah. is that I'm tasting the hops, and maybe it's because I don't know them well enough, or it's not a classic pairing that I've been trained to enjoy. It's it's like muddied in my mouth. Yeah, I'm And getting, I'm finding a hard time like discerning flavors out of them. I think there's a decent amount of OG in this, like onion garlic. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of masking some flavors that I'm looking for, because all I'm getting is this like and onion garlic is not a bad thing. It's a thing you can overdo, mm. but I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, do you like onions and garlic? I love onions. And garlic. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So a little aspect of that, and some but you dank, don't think about them in beer. Yeah, and some dank good. resinous hops. You can get some OGs, a little sweaty, um, but like anything, you go overboard and it is not fun. The nose of this beer is very minimal, though. Like. I saw you even spinning it in your glass to kind of activate yeah, more yeah. of it. It's there's not a lot of like aroma with this one. It's interesting going back to this Via beer. Uh, this Via beer tastes way hoppier than this. It does. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's some of the hops too, though. Well, right. Yeah. It's Mosaic and Simcoe yeah. versus Comet and Cashmere. Yeah. Cashmere just sounds like a soft hop. Yeah. Cashmere. Cashmere. Dunana. 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 You all better know what that is. Dunana. 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 <laughs> Best song they've ever written, um, in my opinion. I am one. I for one, and I'm a huge fan of all the songs they stole. Well, I think okay. those songs are awesome. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Best song they ever stole was uh, was that one. But oh, I uh, don't know that. I think I think they wrote that song. I thought they stole every song. No, that'd be hard to do. You right. get caught after once in a while. <laughs> okay, and they've been caught many times. And does it matter? No. No. But all the songs they stole, those are my favorite songs. Okay. That's not true. My favorite album's Houses of the Holy. <laughs> and that was their, their That's original all theirs, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I do love the ocean on that album though. Yeah. We're talking about Led Zeppelin, you young kids. <laughs> and the song is called Snappers. Song's called Cashmere, but spelled incorrectly. Well, it's actually spelled correctly because it's a city. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't know the city of Cashmere? I mean, I thought it was just named after the like the material. <laughs> yeah. Do you know where that material comes from? Cashmere, I guess. Oh, God, buddy. I, oh, I didn't boy. know. I just don't, don't give me that. All right. Why am I supposed to know? What? Are we supposed to take a break here? We are. We are. <laughs> Let's finish this beer and we'll get to the last two. This is a tasting room, interactive tasting room here on Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris and Liz Zeppelin. But not really. We're back. Part two of the tasting room. Ooh, that popped really quickly. Scared me. Um, we have learned that Patrick was incorrect 
but more correct than you. Well, I I didn't pretend to be correct. <laughs> you were like, uh, a Led Zeppelin song? Yeah, they just came it up. They had to steal something from somewhere. <laughs> uh, Kashmir's not a city. No, I thought it was, but it's a, it's it's a region. It's a region or a mountain range or something. That's like- In, in India. That part, was correct. Part India, part Pakistan. Okay. And I think it's probably very war-torn. Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. What was that, Mesopotamia back in the day? Uh, was that, was that in that region? Sure. Um, we got two beers left. The next one Did is a collab. just buzz at the same time and look over at it at the same time? Well, it's probably because it told us the Suns beat the Blazers. So. <laughs> By 30 without their two best players? Well, good. It's a good loss. Clutch loss. Clutch loss, boys. Keep losing. Way to mail it in. This is another beer that I purchased. Purchased. And it is a collaboration. Purchased. Um, based on the can art, it was clearly brewed in Astoria. Yes. Uh, this is a Fort George Foreland collab called Captain Phantasmic, whoop, whoop. which is a West Coast IPA with Phantasm, which I guess is another hop I've never heard of. Yeah, it's. <clears throat> I've only heard it mentioned. I don't know anything about this hop, but it's a new thing. In fact, you talk and I'll look it up. Now, this is a beer that I am hopeful but nervous about. Um, I've said it on the podcast before, as much as I respect the fact that they are OGs in the region and, and, uh, you know, or at least that second tier of OGs in the region and have done a lot of great things for craft beer in Oregon and the Northwest. I have not loved Fort George's beers, generally speaking over the last couple of years. I think they make amazing dark beer now. Uh, their stouts are really good. The Matryoshka, the, the Imperial stouts, delicious. You shared that uh, on your birthday last year. Uh, with me and some of your friends when we were at your at your house. Oh yeah, the Matroshka. I and, still have some of that too. Oh, like another bottle of it? No, that bottle. It's in the fridge. Oh, you just like recork it or something? No, not at all. Yeah, I have extra bottles. Okay. <laughs> what do you think? My birthday? I'm just got a beer sitting in the fridge that's open. <laughs> Don't judge. I'm in. I'm in a mood. You know. I'm. I'm all over the place tonight. Um, I haven't eaten for a long time. I'm very hungry. Um. Lay off me. I'm starving. <laughs> I'm starving. <laughs> uh, so I haven't loved Fort George's beers recently. That's not to say they don't still make good beers, but the, especially with the IPAs, I've been a little bit struggling with them. And then Foreland, I've loved their uh, like classic style beers, but the one IPA, we mentioned it in the first segment that we had from them. Uh, not great, Bob. So uh, I was hopeful that this one would be kind of a uh, rekindling of my love for Fort George as well as an, a reintroduction to what Forland is doing with their IPAs. And uh, hopefully uh, we will be uh, pleasantly surprised. Uh, if, if what I'm reading is correct, and I believe I was told this in other things as well, that Phantasm is a powder. Oh. Derived from New Zealand Marlboro Sauv Blanc grapes, known for creating aromas of citrus, guava, and passion fruit. So it's not a hop. It's an adjunct, essentially. Yes. It's kind of cool. Well, it's like, a, yeah, it's like a powder. It's like a powder from grapes. Almost like How a, is that possible? Almost like a cryo grape. Well, however this beer tastes, I don't care. That's awesome that yeah. they're using this. Yeah, that's that kind of cool. That is sick. If that's if that's true, if that's what this is, then well, going into it now with that as an idea, maybe it'll alter the like maybe it'll like give us more of an idea of how it tastes because of that being added to it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I I love that idea. I mean, like finding kind of adjuncts and stuff that or not adjuncts. I don't know, it's weird to call this an adjunct, but 
adding well, it's not a hop. Right, right. But adding something that is out of the ordinary, especially to increase aroma, flavor, and things like that, um, is is cool and experimental. Yeah, I know. So uh, Patrick told me he had this beer mm-hmm. on tap the other day, mm-hmm. and he didn't say any more than that, which certainly did make me nervous. I was speaking it in um, verse of a song that I love that always makes me happy mm-hmm. as to not make me sad that I had to drink this beer again, <laughs> uh, and also to make you think that I was happy that you chose this beer. Yeah, well, this was I chose this beer for me. Because I was like, I'm right. willing to take the risk, but I just didn't have it. And I was like, well, we need beer for the podcast, so let me bring it in. Um, uh, folks, I'm sorry to tell you this beer is not good. <laughs> I think I, 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 and like, I want to be constructive about it, but like, it's um, the smell is immediately wrong. Yeah, I think. And you just go into it like, oh my God. For something that just explained that it has a lot of aromas of these things, it, it's, it kind of smells a little sour. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of smells, um, yeah, it kind of smells a little sweaty. Um, this could be an example of OG not being good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I don't, I, I don't just say, I think this beer is very confusing and it kind of different, different than the cold fire beer in the sense that I liked the cold fire beer. I wasn't quite sure what was going on, but it didn't bother me. Yeah. This, I'm just really confused. So on my second sip, I'm going to take back the not very good and say there are things in this that I don't find that bad. Um, I do think there's a decent bitterness in the middle of the palate. Um, I don't think there's off flavors in the beer, uh, but I do believe the smell makes you believe there's an off flavor in the beer. Mm, interesting. Because the like I I just took a sip without smelling it and it gave me more of like a classic IPA taste to it. Sure. That was a little bit like, you know, not exactly what I like, but not terrible. But the smell is so over the top that it kind of disrupt you're so connected between your nose and your tongue. It kind of disrupted the flavor of the beer. Yeah. It reminds so, me of oxidation to an extent. But I don't think it's that, but it no. kind of reminds me of that. But it, the smell of it, here's the here's the problem, and maybe this is the phantasm and it's not the fault of them. It's maybe just the ingredient. But, like, the smell of it reminds me of when I smell beer that I know is about to be awful. Like, it's like you, you open the IPA and you're like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. That's yeah. what the smell reminds me of. The taste doesn't hit that same level, mm-hmm. but the smell is so overpowering that it kind of it does more damage than good, in my opinion. So I will I will revert from this is not very good to the smell of it is not very good, and I think that damages the overall experience of the beer. Ten out of ten, better than Trader Jose. Ten out of ten, better Ugh. than Trader Jose. I poured too much originally, but how would you know, Mister Pretentious Trader Jose? You had a reaction to the smell. I don't smell anything. Oh, really? Oh, my God, dude. I cracked that. I cracked that beer and went, whoa! <laughs> whoa! I need to pour it first, I think. Uh, this is another entry in uh, one of our favorite series from last year, the Block 15 Hop Series. Last year, they did Mosaic Centennial Citrus Strata. Uh, I saw Chinook in the store, and I grabbed Amarillo. Today, we are doing Amarillo from Virgil Gamache, Gamache? Gamache Farms in uh, Washington. 
Oh, I don't know that one. Topenish, 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 Washington. Washington. Virgil Gamache Farms or Gamache Farms. Cool. Hop also found in Sticky Hands. Shocker. Emerging Sunshine. Happy New Year and Ooh. Seasonals. Um, I've been lime green, yellow lupulins, orange starburst, some bright spring blossom and limoncello, and then the other brewer says orange marmalade, pine, green apple, Jolly Rancher, and lychee. I do love lychee in my beers. I've been really enjoying how wild, how wildly expressive and different Amarillos can be. Okay. I think this is a hop right now that I think is doing really cool things. Isn't this kind of like are, a classic old school hop too? It's one of the older ones and as far as like all the new school hoppy hop focus, you know. It's not as popular as like a Mosaic Citrus Simcoe, but I'd put Amarillo up there with an El Dorado, you know, stuff like that. Galaxy, although it's not as easy to get as say Amarillo. But I think this hop is, I think people are doing really cool things with this hop. And I think they're able to get a lot of different stuff out of it. Is Amarillo on, like a good pairing hop? Like it help like strata, like it helps elevate other hops or uh I I if so, that's out of my kind of expertise. But beer a lot of beers that I've had that kind of have a focus on Amarillo. Uh I mean, like always, kind of trust your brewery, but I've really enjoyed this. I mean, remember we get we were getting ex novo fresh hop Elliot. With Amarillo a couple years ago, and it just tasted like watermelon, mm -hmm. and I was way into that. But I've had it taste a little more, you know, what what do they call this? Orange Starburst. I've I've seen it go a little more that direction. Um, I just think it's a cool hop that I think a lot of people are having a lot of fun with. There's a really interesting, and when I opened it, it just went hop hop aroma. There's a really interesting like, oh, interesting. Yeah, it is not that. No, in, in... I think I think the burst of it though was a lot. Um, there's an interesting, like, for lack of a better term, texture in the middle of the palate that I'm not sure I've ever really experienced in a, in an IPA like this before. And I, I don't know a better word to use it than texture, but it's like, it's like extra fizzy and or creamy in the middle. Mm -hmm. It's a really, I, I'm having a hard time describing it. I'll take another sip here while Patrick talks, but. That's what's standing out to me most about this, to be honest with you. Uh, I definitely get some of this orange marmalade character um, they're talking about. Um, I don't know what yellow lupulins taste like. Um, so, yeah, it's like a, I don't know what yellow tastes like. It's super creamy. Like right in the middle of the palate for me, it tastes like really uber creamy. It's like an orange creamsicle almost. And like I know, I know we're looking for orange flavor. They've, they've said that on the can, but. It's like a little creamsicle-y. Like, it's like, have it sit in your mouth for a little bit. Don't don't take the sip as quick as you just did. Okay. Let it sit on your tongue. And, like, it doesn't, it's not crisp in the middle. It's like cream in the middle. Like a nitro beer cream. Almost. Yeah. I see what you mean. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I'm having a hard time focused because. You're trying to find the green apple Jolly Rancher. <laughs> There's there's some there's something with the way in the mid palate that it hits me that I'm like this is unique and I like it I like it it's not a negative I I it's just I'm not used to having beers that hit me like that especially IPAs I'm getting ah, this is so weird I don't know where it came from but it's only the spirit just hit me really hard I get a really smoky characteristic to this huh I don't think it's a sulfur thing it tastes smoked 
Interesting. Like a smoked malt or a smoked hop. I doubt wow. they smoked anything in this. Well, but... yeah, yeah. Um, strange. It just hit me over the head like a ton of bricks. Do you like it? Uh, not after having the smoky characteristic. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm kind of getting like a little ashtray out of it. Um, I think there are some really cool aspects. It is very soft. I mean, this is a very Block 15 beer. This is softer than a Block 15 beer. I, yeah, you might be right on that. I think that, so soft is a good word. The creamy, the the mm -hmm. like fizziness in the middle, it's super soft. And it leaves like, it leaves like that coating on your mouth like you just had vanilla ice cream. Yeah, I can't shake this. I just get smoky character out of it. Weird. In in the flavor, like mostly on the back end, like it finishes like I'm licking an ashtray. I don't get that at all. Strange. Is your mouth broken? <laughs> no. He just has a now unique I smell it. He just has a unique palate. No. Just an idiot. <clears throat> I mean, if you're tasting it, you taste it. If you smell it, you smell it. Unless like there's a vent above you that just spit out cigarette smoke for no reason. Yeah, there it is. I get it. Interesting. Weird. Interesting. That's super strange. I'm going to chalk it up to a me thing. But you didn't get it in the first or second sip no, either. No. Uh, I got it in the first sip. Mm. I got it from the beginning. But I didn't taste anything like this. It's not like I just went outside and chain smoked. Right. <clears throat> um, weird. Unless I'm mis... Unless I'm... Like mischaracterizing yeah, it? Yeah, mischaracterizing something. Weird. Strange. Uh, I like this beer a lot. I really, really enjoy the kind of creamy, soft aspect in the middle. Yeah. Well, I, and I, I love this series from them. Yes, I do. And me too. And I don't normally like soft beers, mm -hmm. but this one is like really just kind of hitting me in the feels. I like it a lot. It makes me really want to go find that Chinook too, because that Chinook is that old school kind of sea hop. Yep. Like used a lot in And you liked aspects. the Centennial the best last uh -huh. year. I really did. Um, I'm going to say my vote for our beer of the week today is the Via beer. Yeah, me too. Which is... Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's that, a new that brewery. That never happens, yeah. That's a new brewery, and we just picked it over Block 15, Fort George Foreland, and Coldfire. Cold yeah. Like, bravo, guys. And I think what's really interesting about the Via beer in choosing it as, as the one we enjoyed the most out of this is it doesn't fit any style it's going for. But no. it's very enjoyable. Yes, I they like they mischaracterize their own beer yeah. to like market it better. Yeah, special. It, yeah, it is special. It's it's its own thing. It's it's gonna get laughed off a judging table. Um, the hop character on it is explosive. Yeah, for a lager, um, it has the best aroma of all four of these beers, and all four and three of these four beers are hop four ales, mm -hmm. and the hoppy pilsner has the from most, the brand new brewery from the brand new brewery. Uh, has the most kind of character to it. Yeah. I mean, it's it does have a little bit of benefit. I mean, it is the freshest beer of the four, um, but I don't think that would be it. I think it's just a pretty damn good beer. Yeah, so bravo to Via. Uh, if you guys see them out in the shelves, I mean, you know, this is just one of the few that they put out there, so I, I you know, let us know if you've had any other ones, how they taste, but it's a great start. And like I said, normally for these breweries, it starts a little rough. Yeah. So uh, bravo to the guys at Via for uh, putting this out there and uh, being this good early on. Yeah, yeah. These special pills. The name of you. Yeah, we'll have to track them down. We will. Um, okay, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, let us know on Instagram.com slash beers on us if you did the interactive tasting room with us, what you liked, what you didn't like. Did you taste smoke in the Amarillo beer? Was, yeah, am I crazy? Was the Fort George beer 
Uh, good to you. Did you find the smell to be off-putting? Do you think that's because it's from the Phantasm or if it's you know something else? Let us know. Uh, DM us, Instagram.com slash beers on us. And even if you're not interactive tasting room, if you've had these beers, let us know. And let us know what you've been drinking that you like. And uh, send us pictures and stuff. So uh, that's where you can find us. Subscribe, rate, review, download, and uh, do all those things. It helps us out on the actual podcast services. Apple Podcasts, Odyssey app, Google Play, Stitcher, Omni, Tending at the Fan.com. And uh, we'll be back next week, every Thursday at 4. Have a good one. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.